the ghost train. Tickets, please. Take your seat and enjoy the ride. All aboard! <laughs> Hey everyone, welcome to The Ghost Train. This is the podcast that gets right into the creepy and spooky world of the paranormal. Now, do you have a paranormal or ghost story that you want to share? Contact me on Instagram at Ghost Train Podcast, Twitter at Ghost Train PC, or Facebook search Ghost Train Podcast. This week I have a returning guest to The Ghost Train. Robert from Front Range Paranormal Research Society has some more freaky stories to tell all of us here. So let's dive right in. Next stop, The Ghost School. All aboard! Robert, you're my first repeat caller. You were telling me that you have some more paranormal stories that you'd like to share. You know what? I'd like to hear them. So take it away. All right. Uh, well, I'm glad to be back. Thanks for letting me come back on so quickly. <laughs> I was just, just down like, what, two weeks ago? Yeah. So I'm glad to be back as a first uh, repeat caller. Yeah. So well. it's an old school that was for misbehaved teens. And the way I got explained it was, and I asked them, I'm like, okay, you know, it's a uh, kids got in trouble for, you know, whatever reason. And I know kid, you know, kids get in trouble and they're like, oh, you're going to this, uh, this school. And he's like, no, 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 no. He's like, this is a school where if they screwed up, they didn't get released. They're like, they went to, they went to prison. So it was not uh-huh. some petty theft type of thing you were here for. It was like, yeah, you really screwed up, and if you screw up here, well, we're just you're going to prison and you're done. So it's like almost like like a juvenile detention school. Kind of, yeah. Um, sure. The the kids that were there lived on site. There were uh, I guess you'd call them dorms, uh, barracks, whatever whatever you want to call them. Yeah, like little uh, bunkies and things like that. Which the these old dorms are now uh, homes people rent them so people live in these places now oh wow and so he explained it to me that way if you screw up here there's no just getting kicked out like you know i know some of the uh schools that you know troubled kids and teens go to if you mess up there they're just like well you're done here and they just you know boot you out there mm-hmm. was no getting kicked out it was do or die either you finish this or you're going to prison so it's like okay there's some some bad people kids here you know that really just screwed up and hopefully some of them i never read into how it turned out if you know how their turnaround rate was i guess for like helping kids out and you know performing them and putting them back you know just normally into society and they were fine i don't quite know um he did tell me a story of one guy that returned and started telling some stories that happened in the while he was there which i can uh, get into one of them but um, well, this school was shut down. You were telling me that the school was shut down for a sexual it, assault, right? So it does have some very dark history to go along with the the students oh yeah. that were in the school, right? So uh, early early two thousands. I know I looked up the name of the the place, uh, the ranch, because so the just so everybody knows this is a private place. Um, so like anybody that is listening to this and, you know, when this is aired and in the future, this isn't like a, a store, not like the pink Cadillac. That's a store. You're more than welcome to go there and talk to her about all the paranormal and shop. Um, right. This place is a private residence. It's not open to the public. 
But um, the name of the place was Brockhurst Ranch. That's the okay. name of the guy that originally settled there in like the late 1880s, 1890s is when he and uh, his wife moved there and you know, built a home and settled. And uh, the way he explained it was he was one of the first people to settle in that area. So it's very old, and his original home is still there. Uh, the guy's mm-hmm. mom lives in it. Uh, we weren't allowed to go in it. Uh, he was telling us stories. Stuff happens there all the time. His mom kind of ignores it, and he's like, yeah, my mom's a pretty, you know, he's like, she's an old-school, hardened woman, you know, won't really complain about things unless they're serious, and he's like, Every now and then she would say stuff was going on. So he's like, I could tell when something was really bugging her. It's like, oh, okay. Jeez. Um, So his wife reached out to our team page. She messaged it. And, you know, she was like, long story short, she's like, we got a lot of stuff going on here. You know, it's like there's a lot of history here, um, probably even history that nobody's even aware of. Uh, The area they're in was a very known – passageway for the native americans to come down the mountain and wow. he even said he's like he's like my kids find uh arrowheads all the time they'd be out cool. you know roaming around you know playing or just doing whatever and he's like you know they'd find arrowheads i'm like that's pretty cool man I, i'd love to find an arrowhead <laughs> um so he's like yeah he's like so there's native american we're here if they settled yeah. there or not you know uh, he doesn't know there's you know no proof that they did but they definitely passed that area, which, I mean, in around here in Colorado, there is a lot of Native American ties to a lot of stuff. Okay. And it is a known trail for them to come down uh, into the area that I'm, I live in. So it made sense, you know, that that was there. And, you know, and I, so I start messaging her and I was like, OK, you know, like, you know, what's going on, you know, and whatnot. And she's like, well, she's like, we're on a bit of a time crunch. She's like, we're leaving in two weeks. I was like, okay. I was like, that's not a problem. We can get in, you know, as soon as possible. Yeah. And I had initially thought that we we're just going to do a home, just one, you know, a, a normal house. You know, that's what I thought. That's the message I was reading. She's like, our home, and you know, stuff's going on, uh, seeing shadows, you know, hearing noises. So I'm like, okay, you know, it's a house, no big deal. And I don't really know that area, but I generally knew it's, you know, it's a mountainous area. Homes are spread out. You know, they're not like packed on top of each other. So I was like, okay, you know, it's just a house up in the mountains. I'm like, cool. So uh, talking to her for an extended, quite a bit of time, um, one of our other uh, investigators was jumping in and kind of explaining uh, saging and protecting yourself and your family because uh, she was worried about something was going to follow them, uh, would attach and come with them. Uh, they moved down to Florida. So I was just oh. like, you know, so I was like, hey, I'm like, she knows that a lot better than me. And I'm like, and she can explain it better than me. But I was like, you know, we're definitely interested in coming out and, you know, helping, hopefully. And so she sends us the address and like we're all looking up the address and we're like, where the hell is this at? Like I, I like I knew this like the area she was talking about, but like we're looking at the map and like my GPS on my phone, it would tell me I was at the destination, but it stopped in the middle of the road. And I was like, all right, I know the some of the houses are like right off the road, but I'm like, this is really weird. Like, why is it telling me that I'm here? 
but then it has the little uh destination little arrow was like mm-hmm. off to the right a little bit you know up like off the road i was like that's that's odd but okay yeah uh, so like everybody's like well how like well, where's it at it's gonna be like next to impossible to find at night because there's no street lights up there it's all dark oh yeah it's, it's not uh it's not a city you know and it's just the mountains and there's a road oh, yeah. so all you got is headlights you're right into it there i mean there the, there was a main highway that goes up there but there's no street lights there's oh, none yeah. at the moonlight and that's all you got so and i was <laughs> like so i tell everybody i'm like all right look i'm like i'll drive up there um it wasn't too far from me it's like like a 15 20 minute drive for me i was like i'll drive up there i was like i will find this place so that way when it comes time for us to go i was like i'll meet every i'll beat everybody up there and i'll help guide you all in if you need it you know okay right. so i shoot up there find the place and like i pull into it i passed it twice <laughs> i drove past i was like stupid gps um <laughs> i go past it you know swing back around i'm like all right here it is and i pull in and i see this uh you know i see this giant building that you know is the that was this house i'm like dang <laughs> i was driving around a little bit i'm like like pulling up into like these homes and like I'm like dang like there's houses up here I was like what the heck is this place and it was just really weird to me because I wasn't expecting all of that I messaged them I was like hey is the name of the place you guys are in Brockhurst Ranch and they're like oh yeah it is and I was like okay I was like well I drove up here you know and I'm I'm here I just you know wanted to find the place and just in case you guys saw me some random truck driving around that was me don't call the cops on me please yeah and they're like, are you still here? I was like, yeah, I'm actually out by the road by the sign right now. They're like, do you want us to come down and we can meet? And I was just like, heck yes, come down, please. You know, like, <laughs> like I, I don't like, I didn't think of it as a wasted trip. And I was like, this will just make the trip even that much better because I got to meet you people before we come up. Mm-hmm. So they come down. Uh, and again, I had no clue what I was getting into. I was the, we met at the school. We go inside. So, like, I'm thinking, all right, this school, this building is like a, a community center. Like, you know how, like, subdivisions have, like, a community building, and you can go in there and do whatever you want, you know. And that's, like, kind of what I guess I was thinking this building was. But then they told me what it was, and you're like, oh, this was a school. And I was like, okay, you know, that, that's cool. And they start telling me stories. Um. They start with their home that they were currently living in. They're like we, we see shadows moving. Um, her husband swore he saw a girl in a white dress in his son's closet, which has. Oh, I was like, your son hiding a girl in the closet, and he's like, no, because he didn't <laughs> see her. He's like, I saw her, he didn't see her, and I was like, all right, you know, just just curious, you know, joking with him. And he's like, no, that that wasn't the case. I was like, okay. And he's like, what he saw, all he could see was he didn't see like a full body like person, you know, girl in a white dress. He's like, I could see the dress hanging out the closet, and that was it. And he was like, was really confused by it, like, why would my son have this, you know, here? I don't get it. And um, you know, then it just went away. So it's like, okay, um, seeing stuff in that home. Uh, in this old school building so the old school building was a two-story building uh, very large had a gym in it had a cafeteria with like an industrial kitchen that you would see in 
like elementary schools and whatnot, you know, like that level of a cafeteria with a kitchen. Wow. Um, so it was, you know, built for us, you know, it was built as a school. That's exactly how it was built, obviously. Yeah. So it's just like, oh, well, you know, this is very, very big. I was not expecting this. So after they tell me these stories of what's going on in their current home, they, they tell me about the school. Her husband saw, he's like, I've seen a full bodied apparition here. He's like, I could make out the shirt that he was wearing. He's like, it was red plaid. And he's like, it was clear as day to me. And then it disappeared. It's like, okay. Um, their one son was playing uh, basketball down in the gym and had some somebody, something, told him to, uh, I believe you said, like, sh- like, shut up or be quiet or something like that. Because uh, wow. he was playing, he was playing music over his phone, you know, just playing basketball and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And he said, he's like, my, he's like, my son, you know, he's, uh, he's like, at the time, he was like doing a lot of working out. He's like, he was a pretty big kid, and he's like, yeah. he scared the shit out of him. I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, okay. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, well, he had a uh, a side by side, like a razor. You know, John Deere little side by side to drive around the the property. Cause it's a fairly large property. Yeah. And he's like, went out. He's like, he he grabbed his phone. His phone was dead because he was trying to call his dad. <laughs> Runs outside, tries to start this thing up, wouldn't start. So the son's like, kind of a. Uh, this is like your typical scary movie stuff going on, right? Yeah, kind of, <laughs> you know, kind of freaking you out a little. You know, freaking him out a little bit. And he's like, I finally get down there. You know, we we jump start the side by side. It started up and he's like, never before that did that happen. And he's like, never after that did that happen. He's like, it never died again and it never did it prior to that. It's like it was a one time thing. I was like, I was like, well, I'm like, spirits take energy from batteries. I was like, it, however, it can sense that energy. It just drained the battery, you know, and that's how it manifested in creating this voice. And he's like. I got down there and he's like, my kid was scared out of his mind. He's like, he was, he said he was crying. I wouldn't say he was like a full on like bawling his eyes out, but I mean, maybe just like fright, like it, it must have frightened him bad enough yeah. that he was like, you know, like scared to the point, like, holy shit, like something's here. Someone's here. That's not supposed to be. Jeez. Mm, so they're telling me the stories of this school. Um, they're telling me some hit a little bit more history because I didn't look up anything on the place. I just went up there and they start telling me the history of it. Brockhurst settled there, you know, 1880s, 1890s, built his home, became a dude ranch. So he starts telling us some stories and telling me. And he's like, yeah, he's like um, when they were renovating the old dorm rooms to make them uh, livable as rentable properties. um under the staircases, there was a small, uh, small little closet, you know, storage place. And he's like, yeah, he's like, I don't know what was there. I don't know what any of these symbols or anything meant. But he's like, there was satanic writings under these staircases. I was, oh. like, oh. I was like, all right. I'm like, that can definitely bring something in. Because obviously, you know, you think of a school, you know, you're not thinking of that. But then you got to put in the aspect that it was troubled kids so who knows what these kids were into or trying to do or believed in or you know whatever the case may be there was weird symbols on the walls you know and on the you know under the stairs you know he's like i don't know what any of them meant i was like you got any pictures of this stuff you know like 
we can uh-huh. look it up and try to figure it out and you know maybe get better answers and he's like i don't he's like i got no no proof of any of it and i was like oh. i'm like that sucks but i'm like okay you know so did whatever. they paint over did they paint over what was underneath the stairs or what how did they get I, rid of the... i believe they just painted over it i don't believe they removed anything so i mean technically uh, the stuff's still there i would imagine it's just you can't see it yeah yeah so then he starts telling us one of the people that lives there he's like yeah he's an older gentleman and he uh one night he called the cops and said there was like 100 people down by the old school building having a party so he's like the cops show up and obviously he was probably aware that they were coming he probably was told about it because he was like the 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 manager you know property manager so he's probably aware that they were coming so you know he kind of greeted them or whatever the cops go down by the uh old school and he's like there's there's nothing here like if there was a like a hundred people here there's no you know beer bottles there's no tire tracks there's no footprints he's like there's no signs of anybody being down here but this guy, and you're not, get, and you're not getting there. You're not getting out there on foot. Like it's not like all these kids are going out there just to party, and walking up the mountains. Like you got to drive to get there, right? You, where he, where well, the the property's like right off of like a main highway. But I don't know where the kids have been coming from. There is across the main highway. There is homes, but okay. I don't think there would be hundreds of kids there. I would not right. imagine. I don't really know how populated the area is, but it's like. People would have to drive here, and it's not like you can just park on the side of the road because there's really no shoulder. So it's like you can't just park a bunch of cars out there. Someone's going to see this, and yeah. cops are probably going to get called for that. <laughs> and you know, these, these cops are like, there, there, there's nobody here. There's no signs of anybody here. You know, what are you talking about? Yeah. So they're like, okay, whatever. And they leave. But this guy swore up and down that a party was happening. Same guy, again called the cops and said that he said somebody was not on his porch but like at like right by his house like looking in like i don't know if you want to say like watching him but was looking inward so he called the cops and said somebody was on the property because it is private property so you know that would technically be trespassing yeah and so he calls the police again police show up the the owner property manager comes out the cops, the guy's like, yeah, I saw somebody over here. They're like, okay. And the guy was like, he's like, I remember this vividly. He's like, cops are there. You know, they got their flashlights out. You know, they're looking around for someone. And he's like, they stop at a tree. The flashlights go up, up the tree. And he's like, and then they pull their guns. And I was like, all right, that, that's weird. But I'm like, eh, you're in the mountains. There's bear, you know, mountain lion you know there's predator animals up there i'm like maybe there was you know a mountain lion or a bear up the tree and they drew their guns just to get away but if it you know came at them they were ready you know what what i'm thinking in my head first off is like there's just something there that they want to be ready but they're gonna leave (laughs) the cops come back down and the guy was like why'd you draw your guns you know like we saw you what what was that about and they're like you know nothing nothing's there and he's like, well, no, you drew your gun. You don't just draw your gun just to draw your gun and aim it up a tree. Yeah. And he's like, they're like, no, nothing's here. Nothing to worry about. And they left. So they never got an answer from the cops of what they saw. Ooh. So he's like, I, I don't know. You know, that's like, weird, man. That's really weird. And 
for me, the first thing that I'm thinking of, and maybe it's just because I'm, I'm that guy, I was thinking Colorado, the Rockies, Bigfoot. You know what I mean? You know what? I, uh, I said that to him too, and I was like, Bigfoot, and they both started laughing. And they're like, yeah, we thought that too. <laughs> I was like, well, at least we're on the same page here. You know, yeah. I started laughing well, about it. Well, like, a Sasquatch is supposed to be American kind of folklore, and you were just saying how that land has a lot of Native American history to it. Like you're finding these arrowheads and other objects on the land. I don't know, it kind of just, maybe that land just has that energy to it, you know? And I mean, I said it jokingly, you know, like I'm in the paranormal field, like like ghosts and spirits, like I'll, I believe in. Mm-hmm. Bigfoot, I'm still skeptical on it. I want, I want to believe because yeah. I find it cool. But it's like I've yet, you know, I've never gone out into the mountains because you got to commit a few days to go out looking for Bigfoot. And I'm like, I ain't got a few days to commit to this. <laughs> um, so I, I, I find like I find that very interesting, like Bigfoot and all that. I find it all really interesting. You know, I'm always into like the shows about it. Or you, you like, never know. And a lot of people are saying that that a Sasquatch is is a spirit, like of of a, a creature. So maybe that was just the spirit of the creature on the property. Like Bigfoot may not be real anymore, mean, but was or she was at some point. And the cops never said, you know, what they saw. And he even told me a story of a of a bear being on the property. So he's like, I know bears come here. He's like, I've yeah. seen them. He's like, my dogs attacked the thing and bit it in the ass, and the bear wouldn't leave. And I was like, your dog bit the bear in the ass. He's like, yeah, <laughs> bear didn't even care. Dogs just going around biting it, and bears just lumbering about. And I was like. It's a ballsy dog you got. No kidding. So, and then one of the other buildings, the the tenant in there, he uh, he had two dogs. And he's like, yeah, uh, I don't believe what they were really discussing, what brought this story up to him. But he's like, yeah, my dogs go in my laundry room and they stare at a corner and they just bark. And he's like, I don't know why. You know, I'm like, okay. This guy comes up there. Is talking to the property manager and he's like yeah i attended this school when it was open and he's like oh wow, really you know he's pretty much like asking like you know can i get some insight on you know he's like you hear all the stories you hear things going on can i get some insight to what maybe went on here and he's like he's like yeah and i don't think he said anything about the sexual scandal that essentially closed the school down I don't think okay. he said much of that, so he may not have known anything about it, or nothing ever happened to him, maybe. I, you know, I'm not really sure. But he was like, yeah, and he pointed at the house, at a house, and he's like, in that house right there, he's like, I knew someone that slid his wrist in the corner of this room. And he's oh like, my God. So they go in there, and he's like, which room? And he points, and it was a laundry room that this guy's dog was freaking out, barking in the oh, corner. Oh, getting like, chills. Chills. And the guy, oh, and this, this guy was like, the guy slid his wrist right there, and he pointed in the exact same corner. He's like, that's where he died. Jeez. And he said that there was another suicide in that same building. I was, like, I was like, oh, oh wow, <laughs> you know, okay. Yeah, so there is, so you're dealing with a lot of stuff on this property. Right. Like the Native Americans that were there, that stuff. Then you're also dealing with suicides and people writing and maybe practicing some sort of satanic rituals on the property. 
There's just tons and there's just tons of history going on here and tons of stuff that could potentially be charging the entire environment. That that whole property, it's like a hundred and like eighty acres, maybe a bit more. And that I forget how big it is. It's a large property. Huge. And so I mean, you know, you don't know prior to this guy settling, you don't really know. You don't know what was going on there. You don't know anything. No idea. So you're just like, okay, and just go with it. And, you know, so now he starts telling me all these stories. And I'm just like, good God. I'm like, there's a lot going on here. So we're all, we're still sitting in the school, you know, in a conference room and they're telling me all of this. And they're like, all right, what building do you want to investigate? And I kind of looked at him. I'm like, and I was like, which ones can I do? You tell me what I can do. And I was like, I want to do them all. And he's like, well, he's like, we can do the school that we're in, the one house we used to live in, and the one that we're currently in. He's like, all the other ones, either somebody's there and we can't get in, you know, for right. private private reasons, you know, someone's there. Or like, the door's shut, frozen shut, right? Yeah, or a door's frozen <laughs> shut. I was like, good God. I'm like, okay, you know. Yeah. So I'm like, I want to do all three. You guys have a problem with us doing that? And they're like, not at all. And I was like, Yes. So that's what I'm talking about. It's, like, it's a large investigation I'm about to pull here. So they, they give me a tour of the, the school. So that's where we're at. So they start uh, walking me through and pointing out where uh, where he saw the full body apparition in the, the red plaid. plaid. You know, he points out, he's like, I saw him right there. And the guy is a bit sensitive. He's like, I believe he's like, I believe I'm a bit sensitive. He's like, I've kind of been like this my whole life, uh, seen things, you know, I've heard things. So he's like, I don't think it's just, you know, the area. He's like, I think it is me in a way. I can sense him. I'm like, okay. Hmm. And um, so we're walking through this school, and they start pointing out rooms to me. And they're like, oh, this room might be of interest to you. And I'm just like, okay. And they flip a light on, and I walk into this room, and it's like a storage closet. I don't think anything of it. And I was like, all right, it's just like a storage closet. Okay, you know, tell me the story. What is this? Mm-hmm. And they're like, all right. For one, the light switch is on the outside of the door. And I was like, all right, that's kind of weird, you know. And I'm like, it's not a big storage room. If it was a large storage room, I would imagine, you know, put the light switch outside so you can turn it on and see when you walk in. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay. And they're like, this used to be a timeout room. I was like, really? They're like, yeah. They're like, kids would be acting up, misbehaving. They would pull them out of wherever they were. They would lock them in this room. Because the lock was on the outside of the door handle. So it wasn't on the inside. It was on the outside. So you could lock it from the outside, and then you're locked in. And the light switch is on the outside of the room. So I was just like, okay. I'm like, and he's like, and then he he starts telling me, he's like, yeah. And they've been renovating the building, um, getting it ready, because they're trying to sell the whole property up there. Okay. And he's like, yeah. When we uh, were renovating here, these walls were covered in blood. And I was like, what? He's like, red everywhere. Dried blood everywhere. I was like, oh, man, that's creepy. I'm not sure if it's in the fact that the kids were beaten to the point where they like blood is flying or if the kids were self-harming and hurting themselves to maybe get out of there or, you know, to act out. That I'm not sure of. I'm just Jeez, like, oh, there's so much oh. trauma. It's so sad to hear that stuff going on at a school. 
And I'm like, you know, I was just like, holy shit. I'm like, okay. Uh, we go to the gym. Um, he, he told me a, a story in there of uh, seeing uh, somebody in one of the locker rooms. So there's two locker rooms. Like, this is like a gym. This isn't just like a small gym-like area. Like, it was a gym. Basketball mm. court in there. Male, female locker rooms. You know, showers. Like, it was a gym. Like, at the YMCA or, you know, at a school. I was like, well, wow. It was pretty a lot. So it's just more than I thought it was going to be. That's um, amazing. And he's like, yeah, he's like, uh, this locker room, he's like, you know, I see and feel things in here all the time. I'm like, you know, okay. And we go upstairs. And, man, he, there was this one room. It, it creeped me out. And it creeped him out, too. And he said it to me. And I was just like, uh, uh, the lights are all on. And I walk in. I look into this room. And I was like, why in the fuck is this one chair sitting in the middle of the room staring at a dry erase board? He's like, man, I don't know. But he's like, it freaks me out. And I don't know why. It's just really eerie for no reason. It's just a, a chair in the middle of, like, in the middle of the room just staring at a dry erase board, and that's it. I was like, that's just really weird looking. And he's like, I know. It's like, I don't know why I haven't moved it. He's like, it's just, it's creepy. Oh, so, God. So he takes me to another timeout room that they had, and this one, he, he tells me a little bit more about this one, um, Again, he's like, it was covered in blood on the walls. Um, the kids, whenever they get locked in there, he's like, there was uh, plywood over holes that they had kicked or punched through the drywall. He's like, there were like plywood over all of this. He's like, you know, I had the paint over everything. So, I mean, it's probably all still there. So you could probably go up there and, and you could spray that uh, luminescent spray and get a black light. And you could probably make it visible with that. Sure. Maybe, I'm not sure, because I don't think they said they ripped the walls down. I think they painted over it, which, I mean, I don't know if that could be good or bad. Just painting over everything. Oh, um, God, I don't know. Jeez. He tells me that, and I'm just like, good, you know, I'm like, good God, you know, like, this is just nuts. Like, a timeout room, like, and then, like, and he, and he didn't know if the kids either hurt themselves or were being hurt. You know, that he didn't know. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I'd imagine the kids were probably hurting themselves in there, you know, like smashing their head on the wall, you know, and punching it and whatnot. I'm sure they did. But who yeah. knows if the teacher went a little overboard and went in, you know, with them and was like slapping them around or punching them or whatever and throwing them into the wall. I'm uh, sure it happened. I'd imagine it did. And, you know, it's just like, well, why do you think these kids are troubling? You're not helping any whatsoever. No kidding. And he's like, he's like, this was the office here. He's like, he's like, I used to come down here. He's like, I would watch uh, TV. He's like, the Wi-Fi signal was better down here than at the house. And he's like, I would be in here. And he's like, and I would get touched like all the time. He's like, all of a sudden it would get really cold and I would get touched. It's like, you know, okay. And he's like, you know, kind of explained all this to me. And he's like, it freaks me out. He's like, none of the other stuff freaks me out. He's like, but when you start touching me, he's like, I get freaked out. And he's like, I don't like it. I'm like, well, you know, okay, you know, understandable. It's a weird feeling. So we get done walk through the school. Uh, he takes me up to a seven-bedroom home that was uh, what I was telling you was the admin building. Right. We're walking through there, his one son refused to be in the building alone. Uh, something happened to him in the kitchen where it freaked him out. Like he saw something and just freaked him out. 
but uh, I met his sons, and they, they would tell us a little bit, but um, they were, uh, I think his oldest was maybe like a senior in high school, or he might have been out of high school, so they were all teens, they weren't old, like in their 20s or anything, so they right. they held so back a little bit. Would they be around the age of the kids that were originally going to that school? You know, possibly, yeah. They might be around that age. Yeah. So they would tell us a little bit of things that were happening to them personally. And he's like, my one son, he's like, nothing happens to him. He's like, he doesn't believe in any of it. He's like, nothing's happened to him. He's like, but everybody else has experienced something. Like, mm. okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we get done with the, like, interviewing them and uh, him showing me around and, and whatnot. So I, I leave and, you know, I tell everybody, I'm like, look, I got three buildings, very large place. Um, I'm reaching out to people because I'm like, I want, I wanted every building covered. I wanted somebody in every building the whole time we were up there until it got like late and I knew people were going to start leaving. But in the beginning, I wanted someone in every building. Um, yeah. Ended up falling through. I invited a whole other team and they ended up backing out on me uh, for some stupid reasons. And it, it kind of made me mad. That's whatever. I was like, well, whatever. You guys are missing out on an opportunity here because the opportunity to investigate there is probably gone forever. No, yeah, right. So you gotta um, take it when you get it. Yeah. So I reached out to Monica because I know she's like, I'm like, you up for a last minute investigation? She's like, you know I am. I'm like, well, come on down then. <laughs> I need help. So <laughs> can you know, always rely like, on her, right? She's more than happy to come. And I'm like, I need your help. Come on down. Investigation day comes. I get man, I got there at like five o'clock, and that one I don't think we left until like six in the morning. So I was there for quite some time, and I'm getting set up. Monica does her walk through. Other people start, you know, from my team start rolling in. Uh, we set up another set of cameras in another house, and we start. Monica started up in the home that they were currently living in. That's where the uh, the door had opened on them. Okay. She was up there, and we started down in the school. Had a lot of weird, like, feelings, but the school to us and everybody kind of agreed it's not the active place. Like, stuff happens there, but it's not the active place. The other – the home that they were currently living in, that was the active one. That's where, like, everything seemed to kind of be going on. We were down in the school. I was sitting in the office with the the property manager – and I have a, a thermometer that I brought with me that just picks up ambient air temperature. And I sat that down, and he asked me, and he's like, well, what's that? And I was like, it, I was like, it just reads uh, temperature, you know. And he's like, okay. And he's like, well, what are we at? And I was like, eh, we're at like 55. The heat wasn't on in the building, so I didn't really like yeah. – so we're sitting in there, and he's like, it's like, that temperature starts dropping. That's when you get touched, and he's like, I'm going to leave. I was like, okay, <laughs> you know, all right. So – I'm sitting there and I'm watching it and we're just we're just kind of talking, you know, just normally. Uh, his one son was in there with us, selling. I'm like, well, I hope that don't happen because like if it does, I really might stir some shit up. I mean, who knows? Oh, big time, big time. Yeah, so, yeah. So, so some of the audio that I got, and it's not, sadly, it's not a lot, and it's not very good. Um, mm-hmm. I caught some like whispers, which. I kind of debate a little bit of him because uh, one of the guys that was with us, uh, he would he would kind of like talk low. He wouldn't whisper, but his voice would just be really low, and I'm like I could faintly hear him sometimes. So I don't know if it was him, 
but mm-hmm. I was asking around. I was like, you think this is him? And they're like, I don't think so, but I can't be sure. So I'm not right. sure. One of them, uh, we were up in the house that they currently lived in, and uh, I had given him a, uh, a voice recorder, and it was a wrist recorder, so you wear it like a watch. And I okay. like it because then you have both hands free, and it's on your wrist, so you can still do mm-hmm. things. You know, open doors, turn on lights, or have other equipment in your hand, and you don't yeah. got to worry about your recorder. I was mm-hmm. like, damn, like, you want to wear this to recorder. He, um, we get into this home that they were at the time living in and me and another investigator went up to this room that Monica was telling us about. So we went up there and he, and he was just kind of off, you know, roaming around and he was mm-hmm. introducing himself. Like he was, he was doing like, I was like everything really right. In my opinion, he was like saying like, hello, my name is uh, Matt. I'm not here to harm you. I'm not here to, you know, antagonize you basically just saying I'm not a threat do you want to speak or do you have something to say? Like he was just being very polite and open to trying to, you know, make contact. And at one point I remember hearing him say, you know, hello, my name is Matt, you know, what's your name? And I caught a hello and I was like, man, I'm like, that's really like, I'm like, that's kind of a faint hello. So I, I, I cut that out. I sent it to the other person that was with me in the other room and she's like, kind of sounds like it's up close to the uh, the recorder. And I was like, okay. I'm like, this was the wrist recorder Matt was wearing. And he was in the uh, parents' bedroom, which was across the house from us. She's like, then no, that's probably not me. I was like, Ooh. okay. And like we had a yeah. intelligent response, I guess, you know, you could say. Because something's, it, I swear it says hello. So I was just like, okay. Jeez. While in the room that we were in, Monica was telling us um, her K2, it mm-hmm. would just go off like randomly. and just. So we went and sat in this bedroom, and we put a K2 down in the middle of the floor, and it was doing that. It would just randomly spike and go off, and just like, okay, wow, you know, that's pretty weird. And we, we got nothing else other than that, like nothing like – I had a recorder going. I didn't get anything, but I was laying – like I wanted to just laying on one of the kids bed and I'm laying there and I had like my, my knee was kind of up and I had my hand on my knee and I felt my finger twitch. It's really hard to explain. But when like it happened, I, I said, I'm like, well, I think my finger just got pulled. Cause I'm like, my fingers never twitched like that. And it was really weird. Like it was pulled upward and it just didn't feel right. I'm like that that just that didn't seem right like you know it didn't feel like a normal like and like my hand has never really twitched like like a little muscle twitch or anything Mm -hmm. and it just felt like something pulled my finger upward like around like uh and you weren't you weren't playing a joke with them hey pull my finger right no I wasn't even saying anything I actually I think I'd like I'd like dozed off for a minute because I seem to do that at every investigation anymore (laughs) and I was kind of like waking back up and I was just like laying there and I wasn't saying anything. And then right. I just felt my finger getting like yanked up and I was just like, man, that, that just didn't feel natural. Like that felt like someone, you know, pulled it. And not like violently, like my whole hand didn't move, but it right. was just my finger and I saw it do it. And I was just like, huh. And I felt nothing else in my body. Like I didn't feel any other muscles like tense up that would have maybe made me do that. And. Mm-hmm. 
I would think if my my hand was gonna twitch that my whole hand would maybe do it or like it would like kind of jerk a little bit so it just didn't feel like a natural thing to me it felt weird wow and i did have we were we were in the uh admin building i was like laying on the floor you know it was me and one other guy we're just kind of just just laying just sitting there being pretty quiet asking some questions and I just had uh, I was laying down, I was like fully laid down and I had my, my knees up and I'm laying there and I was like, man, I'm like, it feels like somebody is pushing my legs, like spreading my legs open. Like it feels like really? there's something on both of my knees and it's just spreading my legs open. I'm like, man. it feels really weird and just really not appropriate. And yeah, you know, and that kind of goes back to the, all the, uh, kind of sexual misconduct that was going on there right and like i would pull my leg back you know my legs back together and you know be back straight up and down and it just felt like i had a like a force not just like i was letting the weight of my legs just spread open it felt like something was kind of either pushing or pulling not like violently but just a little bit you know just enough to kind of do it slowly because it gradually happened it wasn't like my legs just like flung open Mm-hmm. It slowly went. It just felt like there was a slight pressure there. Not a lot, just a little bit. Oh, that's creepy, man. So, I mean, like, all in all up there, like, it was it, w- it was a blast. It was the biggest investigation that I've done to this date. Mm-hmm. Um, not just in this, like, a, the size of a building, but it's just multiple buildings at once. And to the size of one of the buildings it was just well, the fact you, know, that you were there till six in the morning right you were there for a really long time you get out at six in the morning you're exhausted like that's got to be oh, that's nuts yeah, the things they, you do right the things you do for these investigations that your average person wouldn't know about it's yeah hard you work. commit to being up all day because you, you're just up and then you're up all night and mm-hmm. then you're like oh well now i got eight hours of video to look through, you know, however much, uh, audio, audio. You know, and you're just mm-hmm. like, you know, there's like another, like two or three days worth of work. And you're just like, Oh, it's oh, crazy. Just, we saged their home. Monica did. And they left. And I had, I had messaged her. I was like, Hey, after we left the week that you guys were still there, I'm like, did anything happen? She was like, no. She's like, we saw nothing. Nobody heard anything. I was like, how's everything been, you know, where you guys are at now? And she was like, fine. She's like, everything's great. And I was like, okay. So I don't really think anything was really negative, at least in the home that they were currently in. I don't think they felt that way either. It's just something was there and stuff was happening. I think everything stayed or, you know, kind of got pushed out and left. So they were having, they were more than happy to have us there. (laughs) I don't blame them. Uh, like I was telling you, we have an investigation coming up on the 23rd at a private residence up in the Denver area. Mm-hmm. And when I saw her post, uh, she had a video put up and uh, a couple pictures and everybody was like discrediting it. Like, oh, there's nothing paranormal there. That video is just dust. That's kind of messed up. Like, why would you just immediately discredit her? I'm like, you know, nothing, none of the stories. You haven't met her. You haven't been there. You don't know anything. And I met with her, and still, to me, there's stories, and I keep a, I stay skeptical on that part, but I will believe you when you tell me stuff, like, you know, like, 
either you're, you're lying to me or you're wanting attention, but it's like, you're not going to get much attention from us. We're not like some TV show, you know, you're not going to get nationally known. Like I'm just <laughs> some, some guy that lives down in Colorado Springs that does this for fun. So <laughs> you're not going to really get a lot out of me, but okay. Mm-hmm. And when I went down there and I, or when I went up there actually and met her, like she's to a point where she's like, I'm contemplating moving. Um, you know, I'm like, dang, I'm like, if it's that bad to you, like if you believe it is that bad, you know, we will come in and see what we can find for you and hopefully give you answers and, you know, show you ways to, uh, you know, sage your home, sage yourself, cleanse your home and yourself and mm-hmm. keep uh, whatever negative negativity might be there or could come in and just keep it away. And then hopefully your home will go back to, you know, just being, you know, nothing going on is like the yeah, go back to being a home. Yeah. And I, and I told her, I'm like, I'm like, this stuff should never drive someone to move, you know, to contemplate moving. I'm like, that's like a drastic, drastic step. Like, yeah, I can't be that bad. So, oh, but a lot of people were like, right. but, um, well, that's on the 23rd. So it's coming up and you got to keep us posted on what's going on with that whole investigation yeah, I got, afterwards I got so. two two weeks and then that one will be going on and she's got a doppelganger cat apparently that hangs out in the house <laughs> i saw a picture of it and it's just really weird pretty sure i thought it was a second cat and it's not she didn't oh, claim it so to be another cat so um that one i'm looking forward to and again that's what i want uh, i want to help either a family or a person and then that's like she's in that category for sure. And if there is something there, yeah. get rid of it and show her the correct ways to keep it going. Wow, man. Well, Robert, it's always a pleasure sitting here chatting with you. Thanks again for those super scary stories. And I'm sure that we'll be chatting again soon. And thanks for being on board the ghost train once again. No problem. I'm glad to be back. Okay, Ghost Train passengers, that's it for this week. Robert wanted me to let you know that he and his team will be holding a meet and greet at the Pink Cadillac Boutique on May 18th from noon to 5 p.m. They'll be holding raffles and, of course, lots of food. The grand prize, though, now you're going to want to hear this, is winning the opportunity to join Front Range Paranormal Research Society on a ghost investigation of the haunted Pink Cadillac that very night. Huge. If you're in the Colorado Springs area, mark it in your calendars. You're not going to want to miss this one. Next week, I have Marsha on the show, and she had some incredible stories from her 41 years of ghost hunting. That's right, 41 years. This is a must-download episode. Tell your friends and family to get on board today. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Ghost Train Podcast, Twitter at Ghost Train PC, and Facebook, you can search Ghost Train Podcast. Stay up to date and make sure you never miss another Ghost Train episode. I hope you all enjoyed this week's podcast. Looking forward to have you on board next week, and in the meantime... Good luck sleeping tonight.